Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, presented by Business West and Living Local. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Welcome to another episode of Business Talk, a broadcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West magazine. We have a very intriguing show for you today. We have Nate Costa. He's the president of the Springfield Thunderbirds, the American League Hockey American Hockey League franchise here in Springfield. How are you today, Nate? Doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Well, we have a lot to talk about today as I'm sure our listeners can imagine. Uh, I want to start by asking you to give us a, a quick update on the status of the Thunderbirds. Uh, we, you stopped playing back in March. Uh, most people know that, but they don't know kind of what the status of the team is right now. Um, we can do that quickly. And then we have a lot to talk about, about um, when we can play hockey again in Springfield, under what circumstances, how many games, when the season's going to start, whether you can travel to other venues, um, lots to talk about, lots of questions to answer, but kind of start, like I said, by giving a status report on the Thunderbirds. Yeah, so it's been an interesting offseason, unlike anything we've ever dealt with before. Obviously, last year, as you mentioned, uh, in March, our season was cut short when the um, state mandates came down, and, uh, you know, it, we, we had about seven games left in the season, which was... Uh, which was really unfortunate. We were having a banner year. We had already had nine sellouts and we were really on the cusp of, um, you know, really turning the corner on when it came to the business side of our franchise. And then, you know, all of this came down and it's been a, it's been a challenging few months for the organization. Um, we've been in constant contact with the state and as well as the league. And um, as of now, currently our, our season would have been underway actually last week. So, it's a bit weird to be talking to you and not actually being in the thick of what our season normally would be, but um, we're hopeful that we're going to be able to get some type of a season in. As of now, the date that uh, the AHL has put in front of us is December 4th. Um, we're working through that. I mean, obviously that's less than two months away and uh, it's, it's probably not the most realistic uh, option at this point. Um, especially considering that being in this league, you know, we're really driven by, uh, revenue and we're driven by fans in the arena and if you can't put fans in the arena then you know all the other pieces of revenue are, are a bit of a challenge and so that's the you know in addition to obviously trying to do the right thing by our players and our fans and doing it safely the the other piece is just uh, the challenge that that associate with just not playing in front of anybody in an arena it just isn't financially feasible for you know a team in our league so um, that's really the, the, the crux of what are, when we're going to start. Um, and, you know, we're hearing hopefully that if we can push back into, you know, early uh, February, which is the, the day we've kind of heard, um, would hopefully give us an opportunity to, you know, fill the arena at some capacity. And then hopefully as we get later into the spring, you know, be able to put more fans in the arena and get back to where we were. But it's going to be a, uh, you know, it's a lot of it's out of our hands, out of our control, which is, is challenging. And for me personally, I, I like to have full control of everything. So it's a bit weird not being able to control what we do. And you're in the same boat as almost every business owner right now. There is so much out of your hands. And what's so much out of your hands? Just how do you go ahead and do the day to day? How do you plan? How do you move ahead? And well, it's what can you do? What do you start? Extreme, 
<laughs> extremely challenging, obviously, when you when when everything that we do is built around structure and a plan. Um, you know, it, we've been forced to, to be creative and to do things a bit differently. Um, I think we've dealt with some of the similar challenges that every business would in terms of uh, our manpower as well. So we we have made, you know, financial decisions on, on what our staff situation looks like. So we're down to, to uh, a select few people right at this moment. Um, but trying to, you know, I think for me, the most important part was continuing to keep our relationships moving on both the corporate partner side and our ticket sales side, um, our season ticket holders and our package holders. So we've put a lot of effort into just continuing to be in front, continuing to, um, you know, work on on pieces of our business, like our, our recaps, which for our corporate partners, we've got some really sophisticated recaps of what the partnership would look like. So, you know, really trying to, to um, follow up and, and stay relevant and, and be there for when we do know more about our season, um, hopefully being able to get those people locked in and, and, you know, continue to move on, for, you know, move forward. But um, it's, it's been a struggle. You know, we've done a lot of stuff on the community and on the foundation stuff too, just to stay relevant and to do the right thing by the community. But, um, obviously, we would like to be hosting more events and be doing things more in the public eye. That's what our business is completely driven around. But it's just not it's just not in the cards at this point. Um, and something that's, you know, really challenging to navigate through when you're normally used to doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're probably preparing for a number of contingencies at once. Um, one of them, of course, being playing with no fans in the stands. People see other leagues on TV. They see the NFL they see the NBA, they see the National Hockey League, they even see professional golf. But the AHL is different. Uh, talk about that, just how impractical it is to try to play these games with no fans in the stands. Yeah, it's it's close to impossible to play with zero fans. Um, you know, the, the revenue streams, as I mentioned before, it, I like to look at, you know, our revenues as like a, essentially a tree, right? And so the the fans are essentially the trunk to that tree. And if you don't have fans in the arena, which, you know, drives ticket revenue, it also, you can't drive other sources of revenue. And our main sources of revenue are all, you know, derived from in-game experience. So, you know, ticket revenue and corporate revenue, but in addition, our merchandise and our concessions and parking and all the other things that we're able to generate revenue on um, essentially go away. And so at the other levels, you know, at the NHL and the NBA, they were really fortunate that, you know, not only did they already have their players play their players paid for last year. So it was a bit easier for them to complete their, their season from last year. They also have TV contracts, which unfortunately we're not, um, we don't have, you know, in our league at this point, we do have a, a streaming service, but it doesn't provide the, nearly the amount of revenue you would need to operate an AHL franchise. So you know, that becomes the, the biggest challenge of all. Um, and, and our ownership has really done a very good job of stepping up and saying that, you know, um, we understand there's a whole other side to this piece of our business. There, there's a whole other piece to the business, which is hockey related. Um, and, you know, on the, on the hockey side, uh, these players who are top prospects, you know, they, they haven't had an ability to, um, skate in a long time. So like for us, we're, we're trying to weigh the, the balances between, you know, a shortened or, you know, a different type of looking season um, potentially in front of no fans and what that would, you know, essentially do to the business, which would be a challenge. Um, so it's, it's, you know, trying to weigh those two different things. So as far as getting fans into the stands, people see some fans at the football games, college and pro, 
some fans uh, in the stands for other outdoor sports, but this is an indoor sport. So yeah. it's a different platform altogether. What are we hearing? What are you hearing from league sources? What are you hearing from people in some of the other leagues about just when we might be able to put even a limited number of fans in those arenas? Uh, like a lot of the answers that I give, there's not a ton of information out there when it comes to our current situation. Honestly, if you, you like you mentioned, you look at the NFL, the NFL has done a really good job um, in some markets of putting it, you know, putting in some type of capacity. But, you know, what we've heard is that, you know, the, the ticket sales have been soft in a lot of those markets. People aren't ready. Um, people aren't ready to gather at that type of capacity. And and I think the state uh, of Massachusetts is really at the end of the day, what we're going to have to, um, you know, work directly with. And at this point there, the, the restrictions when it comes to gathering indoors are, are, you know, fairly limited. And obviously you want to be able to do things the right way. And all the health experts are saying that, you know, gathering indoors in the wintertime is, is probably not the most prudent thing. And so like, we're trying to really work through plans on our side to, if we're given the ability to put in a, you know, a six foot distancing capacity that we'll be able to do it the right way and do it safely. And so we've spent a lot of time over the last few months working with the state and our building who runs the mass mutual center about, you know, what it's going to look like for fans coming in and out. If we do, you know, if we are able to open, um, obviously mask wearing is going to be a big piece of protecting everybody in the arena and having to do it that way and temperature checking. And then also, you know, there's an entire other business that we're essentially learning, which is, um, you know, creating seating opportunities for fans and making sure that they're, you know, uh, doing that safely. And there's a lot that goes into the, to the back end of it that, you know, we've never necessarily had to deal with before. Um, but we're trying to be proactive. So that way, in the case that, you know, the state does say, Hey, you can, you can put some fans in the arena that we're going to be able to capitalize and, and be able to do that. Interesting. This is business talk, a podcast presented by business West in partnership with living local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of business West magazine. We're with Nate Costa. He's the president of the Springfield Thunderbirds. Uh, we're talking about uh, life during COVID, which is anything but the way we want things to be. Uh, Nate, this might be a little bit painful, but uh, I want you to talk about uh, the way things were uh, before March, uh, back in February. Uh, you and I have talked about this. The Thunderbirds have been one of the better, uh, I don't want to say feel-good stories, but they're that too, one of the better economic development stories in Western Mass. You were really clicking on most all cylinders, and if not every cylinder, and you really had things going well, uh, as painful as it might be, do you want to kind of flash back to where you were and just how much progress we've made with hockey in Springfield? Yeah, it seems, I don't know, probably like everybody else, it seems like it was, you know, years ago, March, um, but it, it really wasn't just a few short months ago. You know, we, we had, like you said, from the very beginning, taking over this franchise, I had a lot of confidence that Springfield would be a great AHL market. And I think we were proving that, you know, like I, like I had laid out initially, it was going to take some time to build the franchise up. You know, we had taken over a franchise that was, you know, last in the league in attendance and had some really hard times in the, in the, you know, last years of the Falcons, which, you know, it made coming into this a bit of a challenge, but 
um, you know, the things that we were doing with making inroads within the community and really focusing on building our business up and uh, focusing on being outbound and getting out into the community and doing the right stuff. I knew eventually that it was going to grow and it was going to build. And last year, you know, we had, we have obviously in the four years that we've taken over the franchise, done some pretty significant events, hosting David Ortiz, hosting Pedro Martinez, hosting the HL All-Star game. Um, and then last year it was, you know, we were looking at each other saying, what's the next thing? And, and we had done some really cool stuff that had led to, we had nine sellouts at the end of uh, our season last year when it was cut short, which was our typical, it was our, our previous high. So we had already had planned three other sellouts for the last Saturdays of the, of the season that we had left. So we were going to, you know, far exceed that mark. Our revenues were in the right direction. Like we, we finished the year where we were ahead of budget, which was great for us. And we were really starting to, like you said, um, turn the corner on the franchise and really get to a point where, you know, we had exceeded a thousand full season ticket members, which was, you know, a number I had put in the back of my mind when we first started, where we started with 300. So over the course of four years, we've had some really significant growth. Last year, we were really, our ticket sales team was recognized as the ticket sales department of the year in the American Hockey League. I mean, a testament to what our team is doing in a small market like Springfield. We're going up against some major markets. So we were in a really good spot. And, you know, it, it was challenging, obviously, because I felt like our staff, most of our staff had been here from the beginning. They were been along for the ride. And it was it was really hard personally for me to have to go through and make some hard decisions there. And, and it's going to be a process of having to rebuild a little bit, just like a lot of other businesses are going to be in the same process. Um, but I have a lot of confidence for coming out of this. I think now I, I myself have gained a lot of confidence in terms of the plan actually being a viable one and working and, and it can work in this market. And, you know, like we're, we're excited about what it's going to look like in the future. We just have to get through this. You know, this year we're looking at as, as a, a tough year, like everyone's going to have to deal with it. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to get through this and, and get back to building the business back up and, you know, we're really excited about our new partnership too. I think that's going to help. We've been able to do all this without a winning product on the ice, which, you know, it presents a challenge, but as we've always talked about, the hockey's a little bit secondary and I know it sounds weird to, to say, but you know, we've really worked hard on creating an experience at the arena. And obviously the hockey on the ice is, is some of the best hockey in the world. And I think that's going to grab the hockey fan, but you know, we were really focused on building an experience of coming to a hockey game and, and, you know, it's all built around entertainment and it's all built around, you know, young people and getting energy into this facility. And I think we've, you know, I, I've been able to give myself a little bit of confidence that, Hey, like you can do, you can, some of this stuff really does work. Um, so we're, we're, I think you know, we can get back to doing the things that we're doing. Um, I think there's going to be a ton of pent up demand and I think we're positioned well, you know, we're not the NHL. We're not the Boston Bruins. We're not selling tickets at 300, $400 a pop. We're family affordable. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're accessible in downtown Springfield. So I'm excited about some of that stuff. Cause I think that's what people are going to be looking for a little bit is going to be an alternative to what maybe they've done in the past. And we're going to be positioned well to take advantage of that. We all hope for the best in these situations, but let's, let's talk about, um, if things don't go quite as we'd hoped, uh, minor league baseball has just had a horrendous year. Most of those teams were not able to play at all. And we start to have questions about the, the financial viability of some of those teams and even some of those leagues moving forward. What kind of shape are the Thunderbirds in and, and what kind of shape is the AHL in? Could it survive? Worst case scenario, no or very little hockey in 2021? 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think we're in a financially solvent position. Our, our ownership has given the commitment to us that and to the city of Springfield that we're in for the long haul. Um, you know, it was important for us to get a, a long-term agreement done with an NHL partner last spring when our deal with the Florida Panthers was up. And we were able to accomplish that right before COVID happened. So we have a five-year deal with the St. Louis Blues. You know, and we're committed to, to not only the city of Springfield, but we're committed to the St. Louis Blues in terms of their development moving forward. And we're super excited about that, you know, defending Stanley Cup champion and really big pedigree and, and great development program. They've already made some great moves for us. So, like, we're, we're looking forward to getting through it. I mean, obviously, there's going to be challenges and there might be some teams that have a hard time. But overall, the, the American Hockey League has done a fantastic job from the business side. Um, you know, and, and fortunately for us, we were able to complete most of our season last year. And um, the, the biggest part, you know, and, and the biggest financial hardship is to put games on without fans. And so if you don't have that, you're really able to minimize your, your risk in, in a lot of ways. You know, unfortunately for minor league baseball, they lost their entire season and they had already gone through some turmoil too. Like they were already in the process of talking about, you know, eliminating teams in certain markets. Uh, minor league baseball had come in and was doing some different things, which is not the same model that we have here at the American Hockey League. It's all it's all independent and or NHL run. So, you know, it's a little bit different. Um, and so, you know, like I think for us, it's all about you know, taking advantage potentially of what we're able to do in the, in the future, but also to, to try to get through this year, I think with as minimal risk as possible, um, you know, hopefully be able to have some hockey games in Springfield, to, you know, to get some guys on the ice and skating and, and to, you know, for me, it's to do the best we can here in the situation we're currently dealing with, and then hopefully be able to, uh, to welcome fans back in mass, you know, uh, at the beginning of next season, potentially, but, you know, like, it's so hard things that we, we would have liked to have seen things progress much further than they have up till now. And it's just, it just hasn't gone that way. And a lot of this, like we've talked about, I mean, it, every single thing that we're talking about is essentially out of our control, which um, is, is really, really challenging when you're trying to run a business. So I know you're talking a lot to other teams, other executives in the league and other executives in other league. They're all in the same boat. They've been through recessions before they've been through, times when the teams haven't been as good they've been through difficult times with the cities that but nobody's ever been through anything like this so what are those phone calls like what's the give and take between the executives about sharing ideas and trying to find a collective way through this yeah it's it's been uh it's been interesting i think i've had an advantage because i i do have quite a few relationships across the league you know with my you know my previous role at the american hockey league office that was you know that was the main part of my responsibility was to reach out and to find best practices across the american league so have really good relationships i think the thing that we're all talking about is just uh you know the, the unknown and, and how challenging it is to get through that unknown and, and a lot of waiting unfortunately like that's not something that i'm used to doing i, I i'm not a person that sits back and waits for things to happen. I, I think that's what we've proven as an organization is that you've got to be proactive and you've got to get out. And I think a lot of the stuff we haven't been able to do because, you know, you're kind of sitting back and just waiting for things to progress and to get better and, and you know, uh, overall. So some of that's been challenging, but it's been good to at least talk to, like, I really look at uh, a group of high performers amongst our league and making sure that we're staying in line with what other high performing teams are doing. And that's been really helpful to, to be able to talk to other teams about what they're doing with their staffing situations, what they're doing with their ticket sales, uh, what they're doing with their corporate sales. 
um, really what they're doing across their business to take, to stay relevant and to stay productive. And, and a lot of that stuff has been really useful for, for us as an organization. And, you know, I've prided myself on, on taking best practices across the league and, and really enacting them here in Springfield. And, you know, that's what you know, we've been able to do over the last few months. But speaking of best practices, I think a lot of teams in the league are probably looking to Springfield now and, and what you guys have been able to do over the last couple of years. I can't say enough about how that situation has really been turned around. Um, yeah, we've gotten the recognition, which has been huge, obviously, you know, being recognized with the Hendy Award as the best executive two years ago after the All-Star Game and then this past year to be recognized as the best ticket sales department in the American league, you know, being in Springfield, it's a, it's a huge accomplishment. It's a testament to the staff. Um, you know, it's a testament to their hard work. And, and I do think that we're turning heads, like being able to, you know, uh, secure a, a partner like the St. Louis blues with the pedigree that they have and, and to be able to lure them to Springfield and, and not really have to do much of any luring, obviously, actually, like, you know, they, they were really excited about coming here and the, the opportunity to develop players in, in the Northeast and, and uh, you know, in a winning environment and in a, an exciting environment. That's something that they were excited about. And so I think that for us was something that was really, you know, really validating, um, you know, that. It, it, there were a lot of naysayers, I think, when we came in in terms of this was a viable thing. And I think we really changed the narrative on what the, the American Hockey League can do in a city like Springfield. And, you know, I, I've taken a lot of pride in that because I grew up here. I'm a part of this. And every single one of our owners is also you know, from this area. So it's been it's been a challenging journey. It's been a tough couple of years, but it's also been a very fulfilling couple of years because we have made a huge impact. And, you know, we're looking to continue that when we're able to do so safely. We're hoping that we can continue to, you know, drive the envelope and, and to, uh, you know, to really continue to build the business here in Springfield and be a, a key cog to, you know, Springfield's rebirth. Okay. We're right there with you. We're hoping all those things can, can happen and, and hopefully this situation will turn itself around and you can continue to write good chapters in the history of hockey in Springfield. So, Nate, thank you very much for your time today. That was very insightful. Uh, continue. Good luck to you. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Okay. And thank you for listening. Uh, this has been Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West. Been happy to have you with us, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>